I'm Tina Baker-Taylor, and thank you for joining us for Governance and Guardrails, our segment where we talk about all things legal and regulatory in the crypto asset space. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Ian Taylor, Chair of Crypto UK. Ian, thanks so much for joining us today. You're most welcome. Happy to be here. Awesome. So let's kick off. Um, could you just describe for us who is Crypto UK um, and what do you guys do? Sure. Um, okay, so Crypto UK is a trade body, we're a not-for-profit organisation. Um, we are the UK's premier um, trade body promoting digital assets in the UK. We have a membership base of approximately 40 members right now. Um, I'll give you a little brief intro into our vision and our mission and how we achieve these, these two goals. Um, so we believe at Crypto UK the transformative potential of crypto assets and the underlying technology. Yeah. Therefore, promote accountability, self-governance, um, at the same time advocating for fit-for-purpose legislation and regulatory frameworks for crypto and digital assets in the UK. So our mission okay. is to establish and foster uh, partnerships within the space with industry participants, legislators, policymakers and regulatory agencies, for example, and our aim is to educate these folks uh, to work together in partnership to foster an environment that creates jobs and also helps push forward innovation in the UK. Um, to achieve these two um, goals, um, we promote accountability self-governance and do that through uh, codes of conduct, which our membership base attests to. And then we um, follow up and ensure um, compliance with said codes. Um, we also educate, inform, and advocate. Um, we do that through public consultations, which we get onto shortly, um, and also through advocacy at the policy level through such agencies as the FCA, the Majesty Treasury, uh, the Central Bank here, Bank of England, and HMRC. And then finally, we participate in partnerships with other global organizations that could be other trade bodies operating the space, um, membership organizations, and, and, and central government functions. Wow, gosh, that's a lot. Um, great, okay, so you'll, you'll know well that there's been a number of regulatory changes um, in Europe and the UK over the last year. The FCA has uh, confirmed their crypto asset perimeter um, the French government recently has enacted the PACTE bill, which is the Action Plan for Business Growth and Transformation, which established a framework to regulate crypto assets in France. Um, and in fact, in April this year, the AMF approved its first license uh, for the trading platform CoinHouse. So regulatory frameworks across Europe continue to develop, which is exciting. An AMLD5 came into effect in January this year. And um, it was the first real regional um, directive that's been applied in Europe for crypto assets. So um, the European Commission uh, has conducted their own consultation at the beginning of this year, expressing the intent to look at a regional regulatory framework for all of Europe. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that, Ian, because I know you guys were actively involved in responding to that consultation. It ended in April, so we haven't seen the outcome yet. Um, but one of the things that I was most struck by was um, taxonomy 
we're still talking about taxonomy. And I was involved in a taxonomy project two years ago. Um, so I know it's an important issue, and um, but it's interesting that it's still causing policy stagnation. So what is the commission debating now uh, and what was your industry response? Yeah, well, firstly, um, you bring up some very interesting points there. There has been some great work within members of the Eurozone over the last six to 12 months, which is great to see. But in the same token, one could also say that we've seen quite a disparate set of rules, regulations and guidance coming out mm. from, from members. Um, and hence the reason for this public consultation from the Commission. Um, and I'll get into the detail of that uh, in a moment, but just fast forward back to February when the uh, folks at Blockchain for Europe, another uh, membership trade body, um, hosted a conference in Brussels, um, mm -hmm. which was in regards to um, blockchain, crypto assets. And interestingly enough, during that conference, um, they staffed each or, the, or they host each panel had a member of the uh, European Parliament, an MEP present, and each MEP took a, a pretty keen interest in the particular debate. So that was quite positive in my mind to see that. Um, yeah. And then, so the deadline for this consultation was April. We um, at Crypto UK formed a working group to um, address this. We found that it was a pretty comprehensive document. Um, I would say that there were approximately 150 questions and our response wow. was over 100 pages long. So over a few weeks, we, we convened on a weekly basis to, to answer the specific uh, topic areas and, and as you rightfully mentioned there was quite a lot around taxonomy and so I'll start there and I'll pick up some of the other major points so yeah it did seem that the commission was seeking clarity on taxonomy which as you said it most folks in the community would agree that we've gotten to a place now where there is a, as a three key classifications um, which you can agree on the terminology, but a payment token, a utility token, a security token, that's generally what everyone uh, uh, believes is, is, is the right classification. But just to sort of highlight where I think that they are in Europe with these different uh, areas within in, in the zone coming up with different uh, pieces of work. So from Crypto UK, we, we were clear on where we stand with the taxonomy. Um, what they seem to be seeking some clarity around was security tokens and how security tokens would fit into existing um, securities law, for example, MIFID II, um, and whether those tokens, if deemed security tokens, are, would constitute e-money. And we believe, as a membership body, uh, crypto assets generally do not naturally fall within existing regulatory perimeters therefore we advocated within this consultation for new classifications to be created as opposed to a potential awkward attempts being made by the folks at uh, european parliament to retrofit crypto assets into existing frameworks um, where a natural fit may not exist so for us whatever whatever terminology is used maybe using digital assets and convertible, convertible virtual currencies within the consultation. Um, you know, we broadly believe that making subclassification based on a particular token's economic purpose and function 
um, is more beneficial and more relevant um, as technology mm. uh, features develop. Um, well, and I would just also focus with regards to the, the piece around the, the taxonomy, and there were a number of questions there. There were questions around hybrid tokens, which, which one mm -hmm. could define as it is, for example, a security token at the beginning, um, and then over time, as, say, the network develops, that it right. becomes a utility token. And we've seen some clarity coming out of the US with the safe harbor uh, idea from the SEC, uh, which um, we, we believe is a good thing for the industry, and we would expect um, to see that, hopefully, from the European Commission. And that's how we responded to this, this consultation. Um, okay. Then, yeah. Well, um, it's, so in addition to taxonomy, which again is, is important, you know, that we all need to be on the same page about what these things are and where they fall within the regulatory purview. Um, were there other key uh, relevant um, issues within that consultation that you thought were pretty significant? And if so, um, what were they and how did the industry respond to them? Yeah, well, probably one, one of the major, even above the, the taxonomy, we talked about that because most people have, consider that to be, be in the past, but the bespoke regime idea, which I did touch upon previously, was an interesting area um, as to how the European Commission are thinking about this and their questioning gave us an insight as to the seriousness of, of this. So our response was generally around security tokens are pretty much will fit into the existing perimeter. Um, however, when we're looking at other tokens, whether it's payment and utility tokens, this is where we think a bespoke uh, regime for crypto assets is, is relevant. But then we go, went on to say we require a purport, we would like to see a proportionate response um, which would not stifle innovation and also protects the users of crypto assets, you know, mm -hmm. such as potential benefits of a bespoke regime um, should perhaps regulate actors performing the specific activity underlying the technology. You know, we believe at Crypto UK is imperative to consider the features specific to a unique crypto asset in order to determine whether or not it should fall within existing perimeters. Um, and, that, and then the other major sections after that were around stable coins, which one would, would assume has been a hot topic after Libra in the last 12 months. And then market participants, there was a big section on uh, trading exchanges, which we have trading exchanges as members, um, so we had some input there. And then finally market integrity, which I personally believe is, is very important for, for this industry to develop. So can we assume that when the consultation results and findings come out, that areas like market integrity, the regulation of trading platforms, um, and, and things like that, which have sat you know, somewhat uncomfortably outside of the regulatory perimeter previously, may possibly be included in this um, overall European regulatory approach going forward. Yeah, that would be our sense based on the level of depth of questioning from this response. A lot of thought went into it. Um, one would hope that there's been a lot of response. I know members in the community that, that have responded and we collaborated with a number of other uh, bodies. I mentioned Blockchain for Lot and also the, the London uh, Blockchain Foundation we're also partnered with. So, Yes, we will hopefully see some positive 
um, responses to this, but I, I, I wouldn't expect it anytime soon because it was a lot of work uh, that, that was put into that and, and from the community. Well, and we know that a number of things are being delayed um, from a regulatory perspective with COVID-19. So in uh, January, February, the UK published their budget and within the budget, there were a number of potential um, consultations that were proposed um, in the crypto asset space. But you know, I assume those are also potentially going to be delayed. So from a UK perspective, what do you expect to see, COVID aside, once everything gets back to normal um, around the consultation, consultation space in the UK? Yeah, so just to make it clear to your listeners, listeners, we are based in the UK and do advocate mainly in the UK, but we are still part of Europe, hence we um, were actively involved in, in, in the Eurozone and when Brexit happens, then, then we'll see where we are, but we want to be part of the discussion, obviously. Um, sure. Yeah, so as, as you correctly mentioned, we did see a number of uh, comments regarding the industry out of the budget. Um, firstly, let's mention the uh, Bank of England, um, a CBTC consultation, so uh, a digital currency for a central bank. Um, mm. That is due in the summer, so middle of June is the deadline. Um, and if folks would want to participate in that, we, we will. Um, if you go onto the Bank of England website, they, they have some guidance. Uh, they ran a recent webinar where they invited folks in the community to join and then they posted their, their sort of thoughts, which the main mm -hmm. body of that guidance includes um, the potential benefits, the hypothetical benefits of a CBDC and some of the, the pitfalls. And, and remember, this is something that's never been used before, a CBDC, but there is a heck of a lot of research out there. And all central banks, as, as listeners will know, have been looking into this. So this would be for a digital pound? Yes, correct. Okay, okay. Um, and then also out of the budget, we saw a consultation that was titled um, ATM, the Hermetic Treasury Crypto Asset Broader Regulatory Approach, which will include stable coins. So I okay. have regular contact with folks at Treasury. They have a task force um, and a department specifically looking at crypto assets, which is, which is great. And they seek um, a lot of input from industry. Um, and within that, um, I must say, that has been put on hold, as, as, as you mentioned for now. But we will probably be looking at such consumer protection um, around retail uh, clients within there. And, and they do actually mention stable coins, so there'll be a heavy piece around that too, similar to the EU consultation, as you spoke about. Also, and then the third public consultation that, that will come out of Treasury um, is around additional measures to bring particular crypto assets into the scope of financial promotions regulation. So this okay. will include, I would assume, clearer guidance on marketing and advertising practices. And we have seen some firms put posters on the underground when we were using public transport uh, uh, and is there does that fall under the current um, the regime? So that, so that consultation will be around that, which should be interesting when they get released. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I think uh, that's all we have time for today, Ian. Um, thank you very much for joining me today. 
And if any of our viewers would like to get in touch with you or learn more about Crypto UK or get involved in your activities, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. So uh, we have a number of uh, social media channels. Um, we have a website. The website is cryptouk.io. Um, our Twitter handle is at cryptouk, A-S-S-O-C, so short for association. Um, or you can email me directly, ijtaylor at hotmail.com. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ian. You're most welcome.